and welcome everyone to this edition of the Adorable Boy Podcast. Thank you for joining us. So much to do today. So much for you, Adorable Boy Disciples. And uh, we got Frank and Beans behind the booth. He is producing. Still can't turn on a microphone, but we still have faith in him. He is part of the team. He is not happy again to start off this Adorable Boy Podcast. I'll tell you why. I unilaterally, as I am the one adorable boy that's still here, the other adorable boys, we're still looking for you. Hashtag bring them home. But I'm here and I make the decisions. And I decided, controversially, shock jockily, that I want to have a couple of guest hosts in studio with me this week on the Adorable Boy podcast. Now, if you're new to the cast, thank you for joining us, first of all. Love to have you. Um, we have been inundated by this obsessed podcaster. I, I've never heard his podcast. People say... I have people that say they listen to it. I've never heard it. I don't want to hear it. You know, I, I'm just a lot of levels above any other little podcast out there that gets, you know, you know, five listens a, uh, a week. But I've been told this guy has been calling in. He's been sending stuff. He actually pretended to call into my show a few times. Um, he actually came to the Adorable Boy Tower and made some calls from within the tower, which was interesting. We sent him along. I actually didn't see him at that point, but... Now, and again, I don't know if this is really him. I've heard many different voices. Um, this he said, this guy, he's sitting here in the studio with me, him and his friend. He's saying that he is this potato podcaster. I'm going to believe him for now. But here he is. Here is potato podcast and your friend who is named Franklin. Am I correct? Yeah, he's not. Turn your mic on. Just, yeah, just switch under the, there, there you go. So I'm just going to ask that you try to contribute when you can, if you can. If you can't, it's nothing wrong with staying silent. But I would like to say hello to, first I'll say hello to Potato Podcast. Hi there. It's, it's not nice to meet you, but I'm meeting you. And how are you doing on your big podcast debut? You know, the first podcast you're on that gets more than, you know, three listeners. Uh, though you've been calling in, so but you're here live. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. <clears throat> oh, that was awful. Please don't clear your throat on, on mic. Um, so do you have a job that you, or do you just do this podcasting thing? Or do, do you have a job that you, that you go to regularly? Been working at Wally World, Walmart. Oh, the, the throat clearing, man. Just, if you got to do that, just, just, there's a cough button. Just hit that and do whatever you got to do. Oh, that's good though. You got a, you got a job at Walmart. I was worried you didn't have anything. So I'm glad you got a place you go consistently. Uh, that's good. What, what do you do there? Custodial maintenance person. Oh, okay, so you like you clean up spills and stuff like in the aisles and and stuff like that. Sometimes, uh, but I have to clean the bathrooms like daily, you know, stuff like that. Well, that's great, man. Um, I'm I'm glad you have a job to go to. You got some money in your pocket. Uh, do do you get like discounts on like do you like music and games and all that kind of stuff that uh, that you get like a discount on it from Walmart? Elton John, I'm so st I'm still standing. Yeah, I like that song. That's a good song. So I. I mean, do you still buy CDs? Because most people stream their music. Do you still buy the CDs there? I'm still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we usually don't break out into song here in the middle of the show. Um, but that's a good song. Glad you like it. You're uh, quite the singer there. You're not great at podcasting, I guess. I've never heard you. I'm just assuming. Maybe you have a future in singing. Who knows? Who am I to say? <laughs> come with Franklin and Bernay And you hate the blind Who's the facts of all the may You try to come crazy with the crazy ass rhymes Then you try to rule with the crazy ass times It's time to do do 
Okay, uh, your wrapping leaves a little to be desired there, potato. But we had I heard your uh, your friend there, Franklin, beatboxing for you. Franklin, how you doing? Have you ever heard the Adorable Boy podcast before? No, I've never been here before. I've never met you. Oh, what is with this wire? It works when it wants to. I hear you on my ear. Come on. It's just your headphone wire. It's fine. Don't just leave it alone. Nothing bad will happen. Um, so you're you've never heard the podcast, but you're friends with Potato. Is that is that correct? Uh, I am one of his only friends locally. That's cool. You know, it's good to have friends. Who needs more than just one true friend? You know what I mean? Good. Are you happy to be here? You're excited to be on one of the biggest podcasts there is. I'm sure you've been on his small one where it's probably you and him are the only ones listening and his mom, maybe. But are you happy to be here on the on the pinnacle of podcasting? The one and only Adorable Boy podcast? Yeah. Okay. Great. I'm uh, nothing against you guys. I'm just regretting this. That's it. Whatever. Do you have a job, Franklin? Or do, do you work? Do you have a job? Do you work anywhere? I'm known for wearing certain sorts of fabrics. I don't know if that's an answer. I don't know if you're hitting on me. But, Potato, you never cease to amaze. You call in with Arnold Schwarzenegger recordings and other recordings, and then you come in here. I don't even know if this is you or not. I can't imagine you being able to work in computer, the person who's sitting in front of me here with his weird friend. But anyway, I'm a broadcasting professional. And we're going to do this. We're going to salvage this. Okay, we're going to move on with the podcast. Before, I, But before I do, Potato, tell me, how is the um, how is your podcast going? How's the How are the fans receiving it? You know, if there are any fans, four or five of them, what are they thinking? I've just he heard bad feedback from people. Yeah, I've, I've heard it's terrible. Again, I've never heard it, but... Yeah, you don't seem very intelligent or funny or talented or anything. Um, but I'm not here to tell anyone what they can't do. But if I were here to do that, I would tell you you shouldn't podcast. But hey, it's up to you. Okay, now you're gonna. I'm gonna turn your mics off for a little while because we got some serious business to attend to. Ladies and gentlemen, every week we fight the good fight. We try to stop kowtowing, and we are successful every week. We're making headway, and again, we are attacking that number one kowtower. Everyone knows who he is, Jim Cornette. Your kowtowing days are numbered. The boys will win the fight. Cornet kowtows in the night. I remember Cornetober this day. Cornet goes down. Adorable boys will take the crown. I remember Cornetober. All right, Jim. I hope you're ready. Because we're coming at you right now. All right, we have a whole bunch of clips. Frank and Beans got them ready for me. I have the printout, so let's go to the first one. And despite the fact that this is a wrestling podcast, apparently Jim Cornette thinks we all need to hear about weather updates on a wrestling podcast. Kowtowing at its worst. And I was going to sit down and watch the week's bad wrestling programs, the Raw and the Dynamite and all of the things that, you know, we have to do. And right as I'd sit down to turn those on, here goes the tornado and severe thunderstorm warnings. And the TV news breaks in. Oh, it's coming, it's coming. And after what we've had over the last several months, I pay attention to these things these days, right? I can't imagine going to Cornette for anything. No matter what subject he's talking about, he's probably kowtowing. But if I was stupid enough to tune in to Jim Cornette's podcast as a fan, 
I wouldn't want to hear about weather by his house. That is interesting to no one. But guess what? He has more. More on the weather that no one cares about. Hit the clip, Frank and Means. Now they've got severe storm warnings for the whole area. It's darkening up. And I'll have you for once, we only got some pouring rain right here. It was the, the wind wasn't too bad, and, and there wasn't any severeness uh, on top of the castle. But in Perry County, which ain't all that far from here as the crow flies, they had baseball-sized hail that they showed pictures of on the news. Did you get that, wrestling fans? Now that you know what the weather was like and, and what the hail was like in Perry County, can you go on with your life? My goodness, Jim, this is pathetic. Every week you get worse. No one cares about the weather. What people care about is quality podcast content, the kind that the adorable boys bring, because we're shock jocks and we are the best thing going today. If we want to talk about weather, we talk about weather, but we make it interesting. And we don't lure people in to our podcast saying we're talking about one topic and then talk about other things like you do. People want to hear wrestling. The p people that are stupid enough to listen to you aren't so stupid that they want to hear weather from your podcast, which is supposed to be about wrestling. Get your act together, Jim. I won't say it again. I, I will say it, I guess, a lot more times, but get your act together. All right, more weather. Let's hear about it. And which, when, by the way, that storm was followed by record heat, record tying heat behind it of uh, in the low 90s with a higher heat index. And just so you know, that it's going to rain again tonight and then a cold front's coming through and it'll barely hit 70. Let me explain something to you, adorable boy disciples. Kowtowing is a, a powerful force. Now, obviously, it's not as powerful as the adorable boys, but it's powerful if you submit to it, as Cornette obviously has. I mean, the only explanation for someone talking this much about weather on a wrestling podcast is that they've been overtaken by kowtowing. You know, it's a disease of the spirit. We're not talking supernatural here. We're talking a disease of the spirit. And he has succumbed to it. And I'm fighting it and I'll win. And if I have to destroy his podcast to do so with these blistering Cornette Tobers, I'll do it. And I think it's obvious that I will do it. And I am doing it. All right, next clip. They actually move on to another subject, but it's not wrestling. It's baseball. And they're wrong about that, but I'll play it for you and then explain why. Frank and Beans hit it. Anything about the Mets? What are the Mets doing these days? The Mets are in first place. They're the best team in baseball. Okay, I got to interrupt here. Uh, let me just ad address this point. I guess uh, Cornette's kowtowing co-host is a Mets fan, and I must address the, this falsehood. At the time this was recorded, and now, the Mets are not the best team in baseball. The Yankees are. They don't even know what they're talking about. They're so they're so drunk with kowtowing they can't that they can't even get get facts right. It's it's pathetic what's happening to them. It's like seeing a drug addict in the street and say, "Oh, it's so sad what happened to that person." This is the same thing. But if I let them continue, if I let them go on kowtowing, this will happen to the whole world, and I won't let it happen. All right, keep going with that one, Frank. It means who says the statistics, the standings. Well, the critics, and, and, 
Where the do, newspaper where writers. Those, where do they the get fans. those statistics from? Where do they get those facts? Are those alternative facts? Who are you to question the Mets? What is this? Well, I'm just saying, who are we trusting to tell us how great the Mets are? As well as being a podcasting hack. Quinnette's also a political hack, if you know anything about him. And um, he hates Donald Trump. And I guess this was his, like, trying to make a joke out of fake news, which, you know. What they said was fake news because the Mets aren't weren't the best even baseball then, and they aren't now. The Yankees are, but that doesn't matter to Cornette or his co-host. All they care about is kowtowing. Uh, they don't know anything about baseball. They don't know anything about anything really. They sure don't know what to do on their podcast because it's supposed to be about wrestling, and they're talking about weather and baseball. Uh, what is the next clip? I can't stand. You know, it just. He has he has no shame. He gets on there and kowtows. No embarrassment, no shame. And that might be the worst part about it, that there's no shame in his kowtowing. All right, this next clip, he's talked about weather. He's talked about baseball. And now he's about to talk about, talk about local news and what he likes and doesn't like about it. Again, as if anyone cares. Hit it, Frank and Beans. <laughs> and now for the general manager's point of view, here's Arnold Finster. Oh, God, and, and that's the only part I don't like about our local news. I like the WDRB news. All the Louisvillians will understand what I'm talking I like Mark Weinberg on, on the weather. I trust him and, and, and his little protege, Hannah Storm. I like Fallon Glick. She's just purdy as a speckled pup. But the general manager does the, it's my opinion. It's not entertaining to hear the, the structure of your local news, Jim. Every week you get worse. I'm ashamed for you. Someone's got to be. I guess I'll take that weight on my shoulders. All right. Uh, okay. Potato, you got something to say? Is this just, is this, does this have to do with the Cornetover and Cornet kowtowing? You know, because we're kind of doing something here. We don't need the non sequitur and interruption. So what, I'm going to turn your mic on. What, what do you need? Uh,. Uh, I don't know. My my ass is priceless. Your ass is priceless. Okay. <sighs> All right. Uh, next next cornet clip. He talks more about his local news. Oh, no, we got we got a three hour news block. They they give us all the news at least four times in a course of three hours because they. Okay, I, I've reached my limit. I can't. Um, I, that's the last clip, but because um, how much longer am I going to have to listen to him talk about the news? Just just kowtowing. He, uh, I can't. Anyway, you know, these, these two idiots here have me a little bit flustered. I'm a professional. I'm going to carry on. Now, uh, in, a, in a show of my magnanimity and the magnanimity of the entire Adorable Boy organization, um, this this time on Cornette's podcast, he he's do, they're doing a plug for mental health awareness, and I'm just gonna let that plug play with no interruption, just to get the word out there. I don't for a second think that Cornette is doing this to be a good person. He's probably doing it for his own aggrandizement. However, if good comes from it, that is great. So I'm gonna play the uh, I'm gonna play the plug, and maybe it'll help someone out there. Of I, I have a, I'm sure I have a much wider reach than him. So I'm going to play it and hopefully people get help out there. And if they need it, uh, you know, buy this stuff in this fundraiser, because I do trust that the money's going to the right place. I do trust that. 
So I'm going to play the plug, and uh, Cornette will never thank me for this, but that doesn't matter. That's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it to help people. So here's a plug for some fundraiser they were having for mental health awareness. And if you go to jimcornette.com right now and go to the t-shirt section under collectibles, you can see these. They are listed. These are only $20 each. Uh, it's, it's not like a limited thing you have to get just for the May Mental Health Awareness Month. We're going to have them for a while, maybe not forever. Order before midnight tonight if you can. Uh, but they're only $20 each, and 100% of the proceeds plus more will go to the National Alliance on Mental Illness. There you have it. Go and support that charity, not for Cornette, not for his kowtowing, but for the good. For the good. Support. Mental Health Awareness Month. That was last month, but support it in June, too. Okay. Now we have uh, everyone's favorite part of Cornette-tober. We have a potpourri, as it were, of just idiotic things that he talked about. Put them in a montage, and here we go. Hit it, Frank and Beans. Here's a special news report. The hunchback at the post office. The fish people. Baseball-sized hail. Hillerich and Bradsby. Pansy-ass game. Barbed wire. Purdy is a speckled pup. Crooked-toothed Johnny Carson. Ballet tutu. 11 o'clock. Owl shuttlecotty report. Al Shottlecotty. Al Shottlecotty. Al Shottlecotty. He got Shottlecottied. All right. Thank the Lord that is over. Another Cornet-tober down. Let's hear it. The boys will win the fight. Cornet kowtows in the night. I remember Cornetober this day. Cornet goes down. Adorable boys will take the crown. I remember Cornetober. Okay, every week after the dirtiness of the Cornetober, this week compounded by my two studio guests, uh, Franklin and and Potato Podcast. We need, there's only one way, one antidote, one way to cleanse ourselves. After Cornettober, and that is to go and visit a most inspiring man, a man who sees us and knows us and wants a, wants the best for us. Let's see what John Cena has to say this week. John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week. John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week. It will inspire you. He will inspire you because he's. John Cena, and this is his expiring tweet of the week. John Cena will inspire you with his tweets. All right. We are here to share some inspiration from a great wrestler, a great actor, a great man. Mr. John Cena. All right. Now here is John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week. Go to sleep each night with a plan. Wake up each day ready to adapt to what life throws at you. What great wise words from John Cena. You know, he's talking about the importance of knowing what you want to do. But the, also, the, the, the same importance can be assigned to adapting when things don't go exactly how you think they're going to go. So always make a plan. Always prepare. Because preparation is, is extremely important. In my career, it's been extremely important. It's why I've gotten to where I, I am. One of the reasons. 
So make that plan, you know, and, and try and follow it as best you can. Now then, you know, maybe something happens. A force of nature affects you. Be ready to adapt and handle it and, and get where you want to go anyway. Preparation, so important. And adaptation, flexibility, so important. Thank you, John Cena, for inspiring us once again with your inspiring tweet of the week. John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week. John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week. It will inspire you. He will inspire you because he's John Cena. And this is his expiring tweet of the week. John Cena will inspire you with his tweets. All right. Now we are headed towards a break. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm giving I'm giving Potato and his friend a chance here. Uh, Potato, I've been, I'm told by Frankenbeans that... Um, I love to give everyone a chance, no matter how incompetent and awful they seem. So I'm going to give you a chance. Let make the most of it. Let's hear your rap. Maybe you're talented. Maybe we can, you know, get get something going for you. So the Adorable Boy Podcast will be back after this, and uh, take us out, Potato. Here I come through the streets, and I see all the peeps checking out the ghost out when they're coming out. Oh, yeah, they come boo and they scare ya. Make you move the mind and they make you amaze ya. They freak you out and they and they contort the faces like this and you get all <laughs> fucked up and you get all afraid and you go and, and your eyes get lazed like you are crazed. That was awful. We can't go to break on that. And, and watch your language. You want the FCC to come down on us? You can't curse like that on the podcast. You have to obey the rules. Maybe that's why your podcast stinks. You can't obey the rules. I don't know. Um, let's give us another one. And and I don't know why I'm doing this. I just couldn't go to break on that. But just give us another one. We're gonna go to break. We'll be back with a lot more amazing things on the Adorable Boy Podcast. Get in touch with us at Adorable Podcast on Twitter. Our social media team is monitoring that. Truth Social at Adorable Podcast. Instagram, all the different ones. AOL keyword, adorable boy. All right, potato. Let's. We're gonna go out with this, no matter what it is. It's gotta be better than what you just did. So the adorable boy podcast will be back after this. Here I stand in the Lakeview Terrace. Here I come with the hero terrace, and I come with the rhymes that I choose, and I come with the one two twos. away from it. It's a kind of protective coating between the upset and the stomach. Pepto-Bismol is good to have when somebody's waiting for you. You're listening to the podcast that reaches the beaches. 
Oh no, it's a shark! Run! It just ate a puppy. It's growing legs and walking on the sand. It's man shark. Ah! The Adorable Boy Podcast. Great character, great character, big Tony Caruso. And you know, big in New York, it doesn't mean large, it means senior. So people have to understand that. Oh, yes. okay. Big Tony to his friends. Hey, be careful. <laughs> you were born and raised here in New York City. I'm a New Yorker. Yeah, and, and what I love about that now, you're giving back to the city in really a cool way. Well, I mean, you know, giving back. Eh. Uh, what I'm trying to do is uh, I'm, I'm involved with the Police Athletic League here in, in the city. I was a pal kid when I worked. All right, we are back. The Adorable Boy Podcast here with you. I got two guests in studio. One is the Obsessed Potato Podcast. And the other is his friend, Franklin. They've proven to add nothing to the show yet, but hey, you know, whatever. And they're eating right now, which is, you know, I mean, it explains why one would have an unsuccessful podcast when they display such unprofessional behavior such as this. But um, anyway, guys, uh, I noticed you were talking to Frank and Beans uh, during the break. So what did you guys, what was he saying to you guys? Potato, what was he, what was Frank and Beans saying to you? Yeah, I know you're eating, but you wanted to come in here and sit in. You could have eaten during the break. Maybe you you say something that helps us out of here a little bit, and there's some reason for you to be in the studio with me. Apparently, you're a hero. Where's my guitar, then? All right, Franklin, just stifle yourself, because I don't even know why you're here. I, you didn't bring a guitar. I didn't see one. Just, I don't know why you're here. He's useless, and you're as useless, I guess. Now, Potato, what was Frank and Beans telling you? Was he giving you advice? Go screw. Now that's strike two. We don't use that kind of language here. I don't know what you do on your stupid podcast. We don't do it here. I've never listened to your podcast. I don't know who you are other than your obsessive calls to me. So what did Frank and Beans tell you during the break? Yeah, he was uh, saying next time write something down or whatever, you know. Yeah, well, that would have been nice. To come here with something to say, rather than just sit there. But you don't prepare for your own podcast, so why would you prepare for this, right? Anyway, um, listen, tensions got a little bit high there. Let's let's cool off. Let's let that run off our backs. And I can think of no better way to do that than to reminisce about a time when legendary NFL quarterback and broadcaster Boomer Esiason wasn't great. Wasn't terrible. He was just okay. All right. Let's go back to a time, uh, namely Sunday, November 6th, 1994. The New York Jets played the Buffalo Bills. 
Boomer Esiason is the starting quarterback. The Jets won that game, uh, 22 to 17. Boomer Esiason was 15 for 23, with two touchdowns and one interception. He didn't light the world on fire. He didn't lose the game for, and embarrassingly for the Jets, which at that time was done often. So he wasn't great, wasn't terrible. He was just okay, Boomer. Okay, we are moving right along on the Adorable Boy Podcast. So much to talk about. Okay, oh, someone's calling my cell phone. Luckily, it's on silent. But actually, talking about cell phones remind me, it reminded me of something. Um, as you know, you know, and I, I show it every week here, the Adorable Boys are great at podcasting. That's our number one thing. It's what we live and we die for. But as podcasters, there are many facets to that business. You know what I mean? There's the content. There's the broadcast quality, which is above reproach. Potato knows that. I'm not turning your mic on. Shh. Anyway, uh, one part that's often overlooked by many people is marketing. The adorable boys know how to market ourselves. And it's our whole team. I can't take all the credit, though I am the leader. But we know how to market ourselves. And I've been, you know, going online and, you know, doing what, what shock jocks do. And I've been seeing a lot of AT&T ads on Twitter. And what I think is pretty funny is that they're not, ex I don't, from my opinion, and I, I don't market telecommunications companies, I market podcasts. But I look at their advertisements, especially on social media, on Twitter and Facebook mainly, and I see that maybe they're not achieving their goals. Specifically, when they use this one specific spokeswoman, she's, uh, you see on the commercials, she's a, a petite gal. But she, let's say, and the adorable boys want to be as classy as possible here. She's buxom, as the kids might say. I think the kids say buxom now. I think so. But she's, she's a buxom girl, and she does advertisements. You've seen her, small girl, uh, you know, very light-skinned and, and buxom. I think she's an actress. I haven't really seen her in anything else. But I see these advertisements with her, and specifically these, when I do see them, they don't go too well for AT&T. So I wanted to talk about a few of them to you. Okay. Here's one. It's a tweet. You can only see basically she's behind the table mostly. And I think they do that on purpose now because I think they were getting a lot more, even more unsavory comments about this woman's anatomy. Um, as I said, she's quite buxom. And this picture, you can tell she's buxom. I like to say buxom. Um, it's her, she has her hands fold, folded in front of her, like leaning on a table. You see basically from the bottom of her chest up, um, you can definitely tell she's, a, again, as the kids say, buxom. So the ad says, new color, new you. Everyone gets our best iPhone deals, even on the iPhone 13, now available in Alpine Green. Now, from a marketing standpoint, what you want to, the, the, the obvious message here is new deals, new kind of phone, Alpine, Alpine Green. I don't know why anyone cares what color their phone is, but that's the goal. They want to get the, this word out there. Now, I'm going to read some of the comments, and we're going to discuss whether they were effectively getting those that information out there. All right, first one. I'm, I'm not going to give the names of any of these people because it's just, that's a whole thing. So here we go. First comment. Should change your name to AT and double D. Don't think that's what, I don't see anything about the iPhone in that comment. Don't think it worked for that guy. The next one is just an emoji of a glass of milk. 
You know, it gets a little bit crass. I'm not going to explain it in detail, but we get it. We get what the glass of milk has to do with the girl, and none of it has anything to do with the iPhone. So fail again. Next one. Damn, that girl is a cutie pie. She could be described as that. However, um, and nothing to do with the iPhone, Alpine Green, or any deals they can get from AT&T. All right, next one. Uh, big, and then I'll spell this word out. It's because it's, it's not a curse, but it's you'll see. It's big, and then F-A-W-K-E-N-A-T-N, and then another word for a woman's chest that the adorable boys don't, we don't dirty ourselves by saying. We're shock jocks, but we have, we have standards. So again, uh, didn't get anything about the iPhone out there. Let's see. <laughs> Here's the next one. Um, now that Eli is running this joint, can we abuse this chick about her milkies again? And that goes back to, I think this happened a lot more before. Um, and it got out of hand and it's still happening. And again, well, this guy's, I don't think AT&T wants the word abuse or abuse, I guess. is Yeah. Abuse to, I don't think that's the message they want to get. You, AT&T doesn't want you to associate their company with abuse, but that's what happened. Next one, uh, emoji of a glass of milk, a melon, and then a siren. And then it says melon alert. Once again, talking about this girl's anatomy, not the AT&T phones. Next one just says that rack. And then all I see is boobs. And then an, a, a, a gif of what looks like someone milking a cow. None of the things that AT&T wants with their brand or their product and nothing about any deals. All right, next ones. All right, please do the next commercial wearing a very skimpy bikini and I will buy two iPhones. Extremely creepy. Um, I mean, he's talking about iPhones there, I guess. <laughs> That's kind of a win for AT&T. Uh, next one. <laughs> uh, they make milk. They hang from a lady's chest. This isn't going well, AT&T, is it? No, not at all. Then we have a gif of Homer Simpson drooling. Then another gif of a, a football coach. Look, he's making a motion like he's milking a cow and it says milk it. I don't know that AT&T wants people to, to compare their spokespeople to farm animals. So another fail there. Uh, next one is have the girl do a wet t-shirt contest. Nothing to do with AT&T's phones. Ooh. All right. Ch check out the headlamps on that phone. She got them things. Uh, stop simping. She's all buxom. Again, I'm, I'm substituting that word for a more crass word. Shock jocks. She's all buxom. Bland face. I don't know who asked this person their opinion on what this girl's face looks like. But apparently he felt like he could uh, give it. Oh, and apparently this actress, and I don't know this for sure or not, but the rumor, I guess is that she had an abortion. I'm sure AT&T wants to steer away from that controversial subject. But here's a comment. Is that the lady who murdered her baby? Not good, AT&T, not good. A got milk gif is the next one. Um, then someone answers the person who asked if uh, that was the lady that murdered her baby. And they said, yep, that's her. Ready to make another one to throw away before she even left the building. And then quotes, cute. 
now, you know, we're not going to talk about this controversial subject. I'm just saying that this isn't what AT&T wants. And yet they leave it up. I know they deleted comments on this thing before. Leaving all these up, though. Next one, uh, Mommy Milkies. That one says, AT&T can move. Then the next one is AT&T can move mountains under a blue sweater and pretend they're not there. Next one is Baby Killer Actress. And then about 12 emojis of a glass of milk. Nothing about the iPhone. Um, next one. Now, and this one isn't even, I mean, it's not crass. It's, it's, it's just not what AT&T wants. So this one says, not to be that chick, but do Milana's, I guess her name is Milana, I don't know, uh, boobies look different. Maybe it's just the camera angle, but not only do they look unnaturally and disproportionately big, but also kind of lumpy. I'm concerned. Um, now, now we're talking about diagnosing a sickness through an advertisement, not how to sell a phone, I don't think. That's my opinion. You know, equating it to abortion and, and, and sickness. No. All right. Now, here's what a woman said. A woman quoted this. Um, I'm here because of the girl. No, I'm not gay. I just find her cute. That's her opinion. Again, nothing to do with AT&T's phones. All right. I'm going to have to substitute a word here because they were crass. Pretty face and buxom. I want her. AT&T, what you doing? Next one is why she mad busty. I don't think you're going to get an answer for that, friend. And I guess it's just genetics. I don't know. Um, okay. Hey, AT&T, maybe if she showed some more skin, your stuff wouldn't be tanking so much. Ooh. Yikes. I don't know. I doubt. I don't, I don't think her showing skin is going to make people like their product better. Or worse. I don't know. Next one is, I want her to step on me. I don't know why you would. This guy, or girl, I don't know, actually, wants her to step on him. Not saying anything about buying an iPhone. Next one is still can't hide them. And again, I'm going to have to substitute, substitute a word here. Uh, buxom, buxotic. Still can't hide them buxotics. I'm going to use that word. All right. Next one. <laughs> All right. This is an interesting one. Uh, it's a good one, actually. It's very generous of this person. And it just says, I want to buy her health insurance. Health insurance is expensive. I think she should take this person up on that. That's very nice of them. Uh, next one is, damn, how's she not floating? A reference to her anatomy. <laughs> oh, this is a, this is a, uh, this is a rough one. Uh, I'd like to put a baby in that. Referring to the woman as that. Apparently the person he wants to mother is child. He refers to as that. Answer to that one is, going by the shape someone beat you to it. I don't know what that means. She's not, she doesn't look pregnant. Uh, the next one, and this is bad because it says AT&T is the worst service I've ever had. Never again. That's what this person said. <laughs> the next comment is, looks like she's farting. I don't, I don't know. Not to me. Um, and the next one is, is anyone hitting that? Again, has nothing to do with iPhones. She's so beautiful. That shirt looks great on her. Don't like the sweaters. Now, if I'm a marketing department, I'm looking at that comment saying they're, our message isn't coming through. They think they need to give us tips on, on how she should dress. Next one is she is so gorgeous. That's nice. Next one is beautiful young lady. That's nice. It says, what a great piece of woman. What a weird way to refer to a woman. I'm sure, that's not flattering. All right. <laughs> Wider hips than I realize. I don't know why he thinks anyone cares. 
Uh, let's see. All lust. What's the commercial about again? I don't, I don't know what that person means. Um, next one is nice curves. I mean deals. I think he means curves. I don't think he cares much for AT&T. Next one. She's got some nice sunflowers. I think that's a double entendre, as they say. I think he's referring to the buxotic nature of her. Another, another fashion advice. She's so beautiful. That shirt looks great on her. I don't like the sweaters. People don't like these sweaters for some reason. I don't know. Again, I would never see a, a, an advertisement for a cell phone company and, and then critique what the person's wearing. There are a lot of odd people out there. All right, next one. Where can, where can I find pics of her? I don't think at and is going to oblige them with an answer. Uh, same old ad. Again, at and doesn't seem to be working. She needs, she needs more cake. Someone thinks she needs more cake. I, I don't know how much cake she's eating. Maybe she's eating a lot of cake. Maybe the last thing she needs is cake. I don't know. I know it has nothing to do with the iPhone or the color it is. Another person says, love her hips. Again, people sharing their opinions on her body and her wardrobe, but nothing about the phone. Next one is she's got some, and then in quotation marks, big deals. All right. She is so beautiful. I can watch her all day. So that's it. That's the last one I have. Um, it doesn't seem like AT&T's marketing strategy is working. There are some weird people out there, people that want to get this woman cake or, or put a baby in her. Um, if I were her, I'd be careful. She seems to inspire obsession in a lot of people. It's kind of weird. But um, there you go. Just AT&T with a, what, what seems to me to be a failing marketing plan, at least on social media. From what I've seen, it, it doesn't seem people are getting the point. So there you go. Maybe they can take some advice from me as a marketing genius, as a humble Marketing genius. I think they should take my advice. All right, let's move on. We got more to do, right, guys? I'm not asking for an answer, Potato and Franklin. You stay there and you be quiet. I am not turning your mic on yet. Okay. Every once in a while, you know what? Let me let me back up here. The adorable boys love their country. We love America. We love people from all over the world. We welcome our international adorable boy disciples. They they number in the millions as well. Um, so we have millions and millions of domestic adorable boy disciples, and we have millions and millions of adorable boy disciples abroad. Very proud. But we love our country. And every once in a while, we outline a, a man of true and unrivaled patriotism. A man who we can all look at for wisdom and, and encouragement. A man named Scott Bayo. There's an actor, and he's on Twitter. Loves his country and makes liberals bitter. He's here just to educate and inspire. And he's so famous he'll never get fired. Scott Bayo's patriotic tweet of the week. Scott Bayo's patriotic tweet of the week. And I see I want Wonderful. I'll just that song rivals the national anthem to me. You know, and in, in terms of spirit and lifting my spirit and, and 
Thinking about how much I love my country. That one right there. Beautifully done. All right, Scott Bale's patriotic tweet of the week. We are going to read it. We are going to be inspired. We are going to love our country. And uh, for an adorable boy, disciples, feel free to use this tweet to inspire love for America, as I, as, as I do, but also for your own country. Feel your own patriotism. We encourage that. We love our foreign listeners, and we want you to love your country. So we want you to be as patriotic as one Scott Bayo. We want everyone to be that way. That's why we do this. Okay. This particular uh, patriotic tweet is a video with some, it is of the Marine band playing and the U.S. flag is flying and it's a little bit stormy. So it kind of just shows the resolve of America. It really is wonderful. It encapsulates everything America is. Wonderful videography by Scott Bayo. And the text on it is just returned from my daughter's East Coast history tri- trip. Here's a highlight from the U.S. Marine Corps in Washington, D.C. And I go on Scott Bale's uh, Twitter, watch this video. It is awe-inspiring. The patriotism of this great man recording this and sharing this with the rest of his countrymen really inspires love for our country. And why wouldn't it? Because what I know of Scott Bale, what I know of him best, I know he follows the adorable boys on Twitter. And I know every week we are sure to find a patriotic tweet from Mr. Scott Bale. There's an actor and he's on Twitter Loves his country and makes liberals bitter He's here just to educate and inspire And he's so famous he'll never get fired Scott Bayo's patriotic tweet of the week Scott Bayo's patriotic tweet of the week and i see i want scott to tweet for me all right i always feel energized after we hear from mr scott bale a wonderful american you know what uh frankie beans we got we the phone boards are lit frankie beans you want to take some calls all right all right we're gonna go to line one um and it is shadow cotty in illinois seems like this is one of our adorable boy disciples who's uh, using some humor. I don't think his real name is Shadow Cotty, but uh, funniest listeners in podcasting. That's all I got to say. We love you, adorable boy disciples. We love you. All right, Shadow Cotty, what do you got for the adorable boy podcast? Hey, hey, I hear though you got those fellers in there. You say you say that one got a podcast. Well, what does it do on that there podcast? Oh, you know that's a great. Uh, call great, great question, Shadow Cotty. I'm going to hang up and we'll talk about it. Um, I mean, I don't know. I've never listened to it. I wouldn't listen to, you know, such a low level of entertainment. Um, but Potato, what do you do on this podcast that you have? Um, I've never heard it, so just fill us in on what you do. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I mean, um, I'd like to have my own house. Okay, well, the question was, what do you do on your show? That's what the caller asked, and that's what I'm asking you now. So what do you do on your podcast? Sorry, I didn't know what you uh, were asking. Sorry. Okay, okay, now you do, though. So what do you do on your podcast? How many times do I have to ask you? Um, I actually I actually do a, a, um, a, um, a, a, a great Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
Oh, yeah, I remember uh, that time you called up. I thought that was a recording, though. That was you? Can you can you give us an example here of your Arnold Schwarzenegger impression? Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can go, Dan. Yeah, Franklin, I wasn't asking you. So if you could just keep quiet, please. I don't want to have to shut your mic off because I want you both to be able to talk here. But I didn't need you there. So, Potato, please do your Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Everything I ask you to do, I have to ask you to do it multiple times. Give me the strength. It's not a tumor! Yeah, you sound just like him. That was the, the thing you said from before. That was, yeah. This has been an unmitigated disaster. Having you guys in. It's not a tumor! <laughs> yeah, that's good. Vito, yeah. Laugh it up, Vito. Vito just came in and laughed at the microphone. No regard for how the show sounds. Um... What a great and not hacky at all Arnold impersonation, Potato. I bet your podcast is amazing. You going to be back anytime soon? Why not get all the, all the, 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 uh, the famous ones, the famous lines out there? Uh, after I, after oh. I uh, stop being governor. And uh, when, I, when I am done with politics, then I will, then I will uh, be doing sweating with the oldies with Richard Simmons. I'm not even going to try and figure out what the hell you're talking about there. Um, Frank, we, we were taking phone calls. I got distracted. I'm sorry. But, Frank, I can't see who's on the line here. There's something wrong. I think the system, whatever again. I'm just going to take it then. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to go blind. You're on the Adorable Podcast. And what can we do for you? Oi. Oh, you will think these, these gas prices ever going to go down, governor? Well, maybe... When we uh, get this administration out of the uh, White House, you know, I'm not, as you know, the adorable boys do not belong to a political party, but it's clear for a long time, gas prices were fine under one administration and they tanked under this administration. And all the, the people that belong to the cult of, of the Democrats, and believe me, there are, there's a cult of Republicans too, but the cult of the Democrats are going to tell you that it's everyone but Biden's fault. Now, I'm no economist, though I'm very intelligent, but I know gas was low the entire time Trump was president, and then it jumped up when Biden was president, and that tells me bad economic policy. That's it. And everything else is more expensive, and, and they closed down factories or whatever. It's, it's terrible economic uh, policies, and it's not going to get any better until... I mean, unfortunately, until a Republican is back in office, or maybe it's some kind of sane Democrat who I've yet to see that, that exists. Um, and it's not really, even when a Republican's in there, it's not going to be as good as it can be. And that's not going to happen until, you know, we start embracing the free market and capitalism and all that. But we can't, we don't really have time to get into all of that, but that's what I'm telling you. When we get a president who doesn't have a, t a terrible economic policy and maybe a president who can actually be blamed for things then it might get better. So that's what I'm saying to you. From my infinite wisdom. Okay, we are rounding out the show. Do we have to take a break, Frank and Beans, or can we just take it to the end? We can take it to the end? All right, great. Um, you know, I got one more thing to talk about. It's not something I particularly enjoy talking about. Um, so I was kind of glad we had the week off last week. I was a little bit glad because I didn't have to talk about this, but I know that the world needs to hear what the adorable boys have to say. So we can't ignore it, and, and we wouldn't ignore it. It's just, I mean, the truth is that the adorable boys have very much become a pillar of strength 
for this country, which is exactly what we are. But but things get to us. We're human. And I don't really savor having to speak about mass murder and then also people trying to exploit that murder for the, what they want. But once again, a few weeks ago, we had the thing in Buffalo. We talked about that. And then about, uh, I don't know, a week and a half ago by now, some another garbage human being walked in to a school and 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 killed children um you've heard all the details you've heard about him you've heard all of it so we won't go into that what i do want to say about it however is i'm wondering that as we do this same dance that we do every time this happens are extremists from either side just just for a second thinking hey is this the way to handle this? Is this the way to make this better? Is the, it, if, if you're a decent person, your goal is to make it so that there are no mass shootings, especially none of children. So weeks of, of gun control you know, debate and all that garbage on one side and weeks of, of defending owning a gun on the other side, and we get to nowhere. Even though, I mean, in my opinion, it's, it's right to defend the right to bear, bear arms, and you should defend against these people who are trying to rob you of that right, rob everyone of that right. As far as fixing this situation, we, 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 we have to turn our attention to this. Not to the, the tools that he used or, or whatever, but to this. There is a sickness and that's the only way to describe it. There's a sickness among us. And, you know, you hear people say that the world is getting crueler and, and worse and, and all that. But then you, you know, really consider that because in ancient Roman times, they would put a human being in a, in a ring or an arena with a lion and the lion would tear him apart and they watched and cheered. Is, is that not a... a a massive example of human cruelty. We don't do that anymore. We're be- we know we know better than that. Not to say there aren't some people out there who would want to do that and enjoy it, but a- as a whole, our our civilization, our societies, have said no. That's a bad thing. That's barbaric. Life means more than that. That's wrong. That person's life means something. And you look back, you know, and, and institutionally, there used to be terrible, awful ways of making people of giving the death penalty and making people suffer. For crimes that really weren't capital offenses. Are we as cruel as we were back then? As a society, no, we're not trending towards that. Maybe we have to look at where we are and where we want to go. Determine the truth about those two things and then see where that takes us. Now, in my opinion, if you look at an individual and if a a person has a purpose, if a person has a, a goal, they're far less likely to be depressed. Now, look at our society. You know, you take World War II generation. They had a goal. You know, Hitler was objectively bad. He was doing terrible things. He needed to be defeated. We did it. After that, the country was growing. There were jobs for everyone. There were things to do, innovations. There, were, there was lives to, to live. And, and these kinds of things didn't happen as much. Now, were there sick people back then? Of course there were. Were there cruel people? Yes. But we're not talking about just some isolated, sick, and cruel people now. We're talking about, about the, the, the regular people being so, so depraved and so, so sick and, and caring so little about life 
that they they make it their goal to kill the, the most obscene in the most obscene way possible to execute little children. And it, uh, uh, I don't even like saying the words, but that's what he did. This garbage man. So as an individual, if you have a goal you're working towards, you're far less likely to, to fall prey to the spiritual diseases, depression and all that kind of stuff. As a country, are we so concerned with, with the, the most ridiculous of things? What gender someone wants to be or, or any of that garbage? Are we so concerned with all of that that we're losing our ability to actually deal with, with the problems that are going on? The pro because, you know, this kid, he listen, he made the decision. He, he lived his life and he made the choice to do what he did. This piece of garbage, it is completely on him. He chose, he became that sick individual. He let himself become that. And then he, met, and then he got to a point where there was a choice of getting better or doing this. Murdering indiscriminately. The most innocent among us. And he chose to murder. But can we really say that we had nothing to do with the creation of that guy? Of that murderer? Can we honestly say that? You know, the, the author Ayn Rand had a great quote about a killer. Um, a killer named William Hickman. I'm going to find the quote here. Let's give me a second. But I'll explain. William Hickman was a 19-year-old man. And um, he abducted his boss's daughter from school. And he took, him, took the girl. She was 12 years old. To his apartment, and he tortured her, and he killed her, and and he and he cut the arm, he cut her arms and legs off, and then what he did was he sewed the eyes open and almost tried to put the body a little bit back together. Um, he asked for a ransom from the dad. He met the dad for the ransom. He um he he put the body in the car. What was you know the torso in the car in the back with its eyes sewn open to almost look like she was alive the way he positioned her. He went to meet the dad and, and the dad gave him the money and this this also this you know piece of garbage who chose to kill, who chose to be cruel, who chose to be evil, he threw the body out and said, There's your daughter, and drove off. Um luckily they caught him eventually and, and he got the death penalty. Um but Ayn Rand had a I tell that story to talk about Ayn Rand's view on him. Now many people say that she idolized him, but she didn't, and, and it's obvious with her quotes. Ayn Rand wanted to write a book, and this this case caught her attention. It was like a huge story back when it happened. This case caught her attention, and and I guess you know she knew a lot about the the tabloids and whatever back then. The newspapers printed a lot about William Hickman, as as they would now. You would, you know everything about these serial killers. Um, so she knew stories about him and everything, and she saw him as an intelligent boy, a monster, but but someone who was intelligent, and. She's what she saw is what I'm talking about with all with all the mass murders happening now that we all love to talk about how much of a monster he is and how terrible he is. But we never look at what part was ours. So the quote is, uh, let's see. The reaction to this case is not a moral indignation at a, of a at a terrible crime. It is the mob's murderous desire to revenge its hurt vanity against a man who dared to be alone. It's a case of we against him. Yes, he is a monster now. But the worse he is, the worst must be the cause that drove him to this. Isn't it significant that a society was not able to fill the life of an exceptional intelligent boy to give him anything to outbalance, outbalance crime in his eyes? If society 
is horrified at his crime, it should be horrified at the crime's ultimate cause, itself. The worse the crime, the greater its guilt. What could society answer if that boy were to say, yes, I'm a monstrous criminal, but what are you? And I don't know if this is what she meant or not, but this is how I read it, that the more we, we ignore the fact that society is helping to cause these criminals we, means that we will never stop them from being created because we are just we are continuing to create them and create them and create them. We're not looking at ourselves. We're not we're not trying to find out how we're how we're allowing this to happen. We're arguing about guns. We're arguing about fortifying schools. We're not talking about how how we got to stop making these people. And how does, what does that look like? You know, because I'm talking, it, it, admittedly, it's kind of vague to say we're making these people. But I've read stories about this kid, this kid, this, this murderer. He's not a kid. He's an adult and he was a murderer. And from what I heard, he was, wasn't, you know, popular in high school. He had a stutter. He, he, he probably, I don't think he had a very good home life. He, he, was, he didn't have any friends in school. All, you know, typical stuff. And it's going to be part of my point that it's, these are all similar things that you'll hear about these, these killers. But what does it look like in, in the micro, in everyday life? It's, you know, if, if, you're, if you're at school, if you're in school and there's a kid who doesn't have many friends, just go over and talk to him. It's a little thing. But if maybe if someone talked to this kid in ninth grade, maybe even formed a friendship with him. He would have never turned into a, the murderous psychopath that he did. And again, it was completely his choice. But, but his life could have taken a different road. It could have been productive. But no, you know, if kids went to school and they saw him getting made fun of and they didn't do anything to help him and they didn't go over and try to be his friend afterwards, it left him isolated and put him on a path. That at any point, that many kids go on that path and don't kill people. This one did because he made the choice for evil. And I'm not saying you got to be everyone's best friend, but, you know, just, just compassion. Where is the compassion? Compassion is so important, but, but our society tries to beat, us, beat it out of us. It really does. And then we wonder why we're creating these killers. It's, it's got to stop, and we've got to stop just vainly arguing about what we want to argue about. Guns and, and whatever. And if fortifying schools is what we need to do before you know, we can fix the real problem, let's do it. Because we we, this can't happen. We cannot, as a society, as a country, allow for this kind of thing to happen again. That's twice in 10 years. And it's way too much. And we, we empathize with all the victims and their families. The horror these kids may have felt, must have felt. All because this guy couldn't... He didn't appreciate life. He didn't care about it. He didn't know his own or anyone else's. And all those kids paid. And it, it, it makes you want to weep. It really does. But we can't. We got to fix it. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be fast, but we have to. It's also not going to be legislated. Let's be honest. But there we are. And then there's the other issue on this where police apparently stood outside while this is happening. Um, and I mean, it's, it's a symptom of the same, same disease, I think. 
We've made cowards. I don't know them. I don't know what was like what it was like to be in that situation. But what I do know is they were the only ones. There was no one else. Until apparently a border patrol agent came and, and actually um, killed this kid, this guy. But there was no, you know, as, as a police officer, I don't care what your order is. You know, this, at least, listen, we, we entrust them to serve and protect. And we deserve answers for this. Because they didn't. In this situation, if if all the things I'm hearing are right, it seems like a lot of it is, you know, true. It has some weight to it. But you're the ones we trust you. We give you power to protect us. We 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 sacrifice some of our power to give to you to protect us. So you got to protect us. You have to. Or what are we doing here? If we trust you, protect us, you have to protect us. And if you don't, we damn sure deserve answers. And how and how we can be sure that you're not going to let it happen again. But I guess the law will figure that out. Um, you know, I, I just I hate talking about these things, and I hate that we have to talk about it, but we have to. I'm optimistic that we can we really can fix this. You know, it seems like such a lofty goal. And even in my younger days, I might have thought there's nothing we can do. The world is going to hell, but it isn't. It is if we let it. But we, we, each individual can affect positive change. I, we just can. And as I get older and older, I see that that is the only way. Individuals choosing to, to, to make everything better, to respect life, is, is the number one thing. Talk about it all the time. But I bet you can make a point to trace back every single problem we have as a society, as people, to a disrespect for life. All of these kinds of problems anyway. I'm very optimistic we can do this. We can. I know we can. And I, I'm waiting for the tide to turn where more and more people from both sides realize this stupid go-around argument. It's not making anything better. We've got to stop waiting for the government to fix this and fix it ourselves. Because really, we're the only ones that can. They can't. Individuals deciding that they've had enough and grouping together to fix this. That's the only way. So there, um, my condolences to all the victims. I, I empathize. I, of course, I can never feel the pain you're feeling. But I believe, you know, I believe if you're an adorable boy fan, you know, I'm a big believer in God. And I truly believe that all of them who suffered so greatly there that day, the, the ones who, who were taken from us by this murderer, I truly believe their suffering is gone. Pain is a thing of the past for them. And and um, if you don't believe in that, that's fine. I'm sure I'm sure I'll get a thousand emails from atheists telling me about how God doesn't exist and how can a God allow, allow this to happen. I just want everyone, all of them, to know that it never changes my mind and it never will. So, but keep writing them, I guess. Oh, and before I forget, there's there's a whole other you know part of this where there are people out there who are, you know, saying and, and tweeting and going on Facebook and everything and saying, oh, you know, Republicans love to kill kids. Republicans love dead baby, you know, whatever it is. And they're a big part of the problem, too, because they're not, you know, they're not empathizing. I, I really sat with this and I and I I tried to feel as much of the the pain and the suffering and, and the despair that all the victims felt. 
I really did. But these people that say that kind of stuff and and get on there and use this as an opportunity to, opportunity to attack their political rivals, they don't feel any of that. They don't empathize. All they see is this happen, and they go right to their computer or their phone, and they go and try and push their agenda as hard as they can. They have no tact. They have no grace. They have no humanity. And it's sickening. And there's no excuse for it. And that's another thing that has to stop. And in a kind of an abstract way, that is all contributing to the sickness that is causing all of this. Those people are pathetic. And if you find yourself seeing a shooting and then going straight to your phone and and talking about gun laws and and all that, if you find yourself exploiting the the murdered for your stupid political point, I really think you should take a good long look at yourself. Because it's pathetic and it's sickening. And you're a sickening human being. So there. So the Rob Reiners of the world, whoever, I'm sure, whoever said anything like that, because they always do, enough. Try for a second to empathize with these poor victims. All right, and with that, I, I feel like I've said what I wanted to say. We are going to end the Adorable Boy podcast right now. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you had a lot of fun. I hope I, hope I made you think there at the end. Uh, I know next week is going to be even more fun. We won't have these two albatrosses. I guess that's... Is the plural of albatross albatrosses or albatross? I don't know. Whatever. This albatross and that albatross won't be here next week. Thank goodness. Um, so, you know, it, it didn't go well with them in here. If this is even then them, Frank and Mead's at a good point. Maybe Potato, the real Potato, hired someone. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to assume they're who they say they are. And I'm going to assume that they're just terrible at communicating and comedy and everything else. But, you know, magnanimity is pretty much my middle name. It is my middle name, actually. Yeah, it's my middle name. Spud Magnanimity Adorableski is my, is my name. Um, so I'm going to give you some, I'm going to let you say, say your piece at the end here. So, Potato, go on, you go first. Appaloosa, Appaloosa, I don't even know what it is. Appaloosa, Appaloosa, it sounds like a lullaby. I don't know. I, I didn't ask you to rap. I, I will never ask you to rap again. We're ending the show. Is there anything you want to say? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean um, I'd like to have my own house. I live in a two-story regular house. I don't know what you're hinting at there. I'm not buying either of you a house. I mean, I have millions of dollars, but I'm not buying you a house. I'm just not doing it. Um, you know, and frankly, I didn't ask you. I was going to go to you, but right now I can't even. I can't even with you. Do you even know how annoying and useless you have been today? Am I? Yeah, you are. And I'm going to have our security guard, Master Co, kick you out, and you're never going to come back. You can listen if you want. You just can't come back here. That depends how desperate you are. I will never be desperate enough to have either of you in here again. Potato can call if he wants. You can't even call. And I don't know if this is really, you know, I don't know if it's really been portrayed to the audience at home, but Franklin has been really annoying. Potato's kind of just stupid. Don't, I don't want him here, but Franklin, he can call. Potato can call. But I don't want Franklin here anymore. I don't want Potato here anymore. I don't want Franklin on the phone. All right. Um... This has been quite an experience, fellas. One that I won't ever forget, and I'll probably have to spend some money in therapy to just try and deal with it.
So potato, I mean, you wasted your time. You wasted my time. What else can I say? I don't, and I don't mean to really be that nasty. Oh come on! You mean to be? You you can't be anything but nasty. Don't give me that. You're just slow-witted. You're you're nasty and slow-witted. It's quite a combination. Treat me with more respect. I'm a fan, and I should be treated with respect. No, you shouldn't. And Master Co is is walking them out. Thank you, Master Co, our security guard, expert martial artist. Um, you don't deserve any respect. I'm really having trouble containing my anger towards you. So do your podcast if you want. Just please stop obsessing over me. I don't, I don't want you to call. I don't want you, you're never coming in again. So just, just get me out of your mind. I know you're obsessed. I know you wish you could be me, but you can't. Okay? So just, yeah, oh, they're leaving. They can hear me in the halls that we got the show on. I wish you the best in life. Just leave me the heck out of it. That's all I got to say to you, Potato. Thank you. All right. Finally. They're gone. Ugh. Smell weird, too. Anyway, that is the end of this Adorable Boy podcast. Please get in touch with us. We love hearing from you. Social media team. At Adorable Podcast on Twitter, Truth Social, Instagram, all of them. Come get at us. AOL keyword, Adorable Boy. This has been the Adorable Boy podcast. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Thank you for being the dedicated, adorable boy disciples you are. And we're going to see you again next week with a whole lot more adorable boy hijinks. Until next time, boil adorable boy disciples. <laughs>